Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Silver and Steel. Uh, we are your Tuesday night crew, and we're so excited to uh, roll some dice and embark on some wonderful adventures. Get away from all the awful things this week uh, by escaping into the land of make believe, the land of you know the, the- King Friday. <laughs> <laughs> The place where there's imminent disaster about to happen. I totally, I can't, that King Friday was a deep cut. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't remember that. So I was like, the land of. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you. Hands up in chat if you remembered, if you got that, because I didn't. Mm-hmm. No. Let's uh, no. introduce Mr. The... Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Sesame Street girl. I mean, I mean, when exactly when (laughs) yeah, I it was not a conscious choice. I just had access to Sesame Street and I grew up in Buffalo where I had access to Sesame Street also in Canada. So I would get the English version and the French version. So when I was Mm -hmm. young, I would watch Sesame Street all day long in two different languages. Not that I can speak French at all now, but it was fun. So, you know, that is the missing piece of the puzzle about like your wonderful supportive nature and like why yeah. you're always going out of the way to like help everybody else as you were yeah. essentially like <laughs> you were like steeped in Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. It also explains a lot about me because my formative childhood media was Miss Piggy. I was a big Muppet kid mm-hmm. and Miss Piggy was my idol. She still is. I own so much Miss Piggy merch. It's not even funny. If a high end company were to come out with some Miss Piggy couture, I would be <laughs> on it. But the idea of this strong, powerful piggy who didn't take no shit from nobody, even when I was a baby, even when I was six, I was like, I like Miss Piggy because my voice has always been this deep. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like this little miniature, like, I really like Miss Piggy and Ninja Turtles. So Daisy is based heavily off of my childhood. Yeah, Yeah. 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 definitely. And and I would would submit all couture is Miss Piggy couture for the record. (laughs) She makes everything work. She's so extra. God bless Miss Piggy. And now I'm gonna have to play. Now I'm gonna come up with a pig can to play in some type of campaign. Let me tell you, and I'll be here for it. I'm merciless against so many NPCs. If a Miss Piggy themed uh, adversary (laughs) comes up, I'm on her side. Like if the shadowy (laughs) person for the swamp turns out to have been Miss Piggy, I'm switching sides. I want you all to know (laughs) you've lost a half. Yeah, that's how. That's how she's gonna attack too. Yeah, but I'm like, no, yeah, I'm convinced. Right, yeah. Coming with you guys. She's a monk bard. I'm already building this. Barbarian. Piggy. Great. She's right. a bard barbarian. Yeah, barbarian. Bard, yeah. yeah, monk bard barbarian. barbarian. I just think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody as well as their wonderful characters who are not Miss Piggy, but that is okay. Uh, take it away, B. Dave. I mean, I'm feeling the intense, penetrating shame of being not Miss Piggy right now. <laughs> B. Dave Walters, I say words about things, you know, got some stuff happening. Follow me on Twitter, you know, whatever. I don't expect you to keep track of it because I can't, but stuff. Yeah. And I'm playing freely at the luckiest boy, my uh, heroic halfling. The luckiest boy, Jen. Hey, I am Jen Kretschmer. I am on Twitter as Dreamless, on here as Dreamless Jen. I am playing Alindra, your elven wizard cleric. Amazing. Lauren. Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the community manager for D&D Beyond. Uh, you can find me as Obo Lauren on the Twitter or wherever Obos are sold. You can also find me here playing Orgira Eldrex, your Dragonborn cleric, and uh, trying to heal everybody. So when Fire Breath meets a Stinking Cloud, can we just rule that that deals fireball damage? 
Absolutely. I'm here. Yep. Yep. Incendiary. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the moment where Avrin turns into a stinking cloud and then explosions will happen. You're just going to snort. You're going to be like, and then boosh. Press the digitation. You can ignite (laughs) small flames. Literally just hold your hand out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's your lighter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm there for it. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Hope. I am Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle, and I am playing Penelope Halfpint, your halfling druid, Circle of the Moon. Very nice. And I am your DM, that bronze girl. Before we get into our recap and roll some dice today, we have some awesome fan art that we want to shine a spotlight on. So let's take a look at it. What do we got in store today? Oh my gosh, that just makes me miss Callie. I know, um, I know. So we've got it's so we, pretty. We have a plethora of art. So these first two are going to be from uh, our friend Tiffy, who has done all the post-it note art. We we got a Callie and a Sophia's. Hey. So uh, you can check them out um, at M A L Y I X zero zero one three on Twitter. And yeah, I mean, look, it's the butter, and the, like mm. I love how both of them are just uh, holding objects in midair mystically. <laughs> yeah, and I do miss Callie. Oh, cute. She's down there still. <gasps> and then, wow. yeah, so uh, on Instagram, we got these two amazing pieces of art from Tosha Awesome. <gasps> oh, my gosh. There's Penelope with the cloak. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's on Instagram. Um, that's T-O-Y-C-H-I-C-A Awesome. Because oh, they're Toy awesome. Chica. To- like, thank you. There you go. I, I should have you read these off instead of me. <laughs> no, no, I, I only did it when you spelled it out. I was like, oh, okay. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's why I'm so spelling cute. it for also our podcast listeners so they know uh, who to go look at and see. So we got those two fabulous pieces of art, which are fantastic. And then um, the final one, which, so we're familiar with Dan Nova. <gasps> yeah, he, he did really a, cool. an updated oh, Arcura. Tartan Kiwi on the Twitter. Definitely go check cool. them out. Uh, yeah, I am. I Damn, love Daniel. That's amazing. I watched <laughs> wow. him do some of this art on Twitch because he was streaming and he's like, maybe I'll just do this. And it was one of those art moments where you're like, it's perfect. And then the artist said, oh, wait, let me just do this. No, wait, it's even better. Stop there. It's now perfect. Wait, <laughs> let me just do this. And every time it was just amazing to watch. Nice. So we had all of that. And then we also had a billion fan cams from Robo Goblin. And uh, I couldn't pick just one. So just go check out Robo Goblin stuff because they're awesome. (laughs) Yay. Oh, yeah. I should also say, um, I know that Todd and Megan aren't here today. Uh, They had to deal with some personal stuff. So just uh, give them your very, very best wishes. They have not left the show. (laughs) <laughs> they're still, no. they're See, still here <laughs> and jennifer and i will be filling in as the stunt todd and the stunt megan the plot <laughs> yeah. twist i'll be megan and she'll be todd because yeah yes i am so excited yeah uh did we get an introduction for a who a wild you are uh did Jasmine? we oh hi hello i'm that bronze girl you're uh you know uh world builder world wielder because i wield the world against the players mm-hmm and as you can see, I have a way with words. Hulking hurler. You hit, the pl- you hit us <laughs> I mean, with the planet. Certainly alliteration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, World builder with words. With yeah. With words. Exactly. Wielding the words. 100%. You can, you can find words. me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitch at that bronze girl. And I do some pretty cool things like wielding worlds with great impunity. That's it. <laughs> That's all I've got. Hit the trailer.
Hello, don't mind me. I was just frantically reopening my D&D Beyond tab because uh, I was frantically trying to close the People Under the Stairs trailer tab that I had open because it was horrifying. Mandalorian Season 2 trailer dropped today, too. Yes! That's a much better, like, I watched yeah. much better way. trailer than I've... the People Under the Stairs trailer. I, but that was I, fun I, to watch this morning anyway. <laughs> missed all of the trailers today. I gotta well, the that. day's not but over. The Dune it's, trailer it's... was A+. Plus. Yes. The Mandalorian yeah. trailer also yeah. very, very good. Is it A+. Plus? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the I'm way. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is the way. Now it's the way. for an entire week. I'm gonna be like, da 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 I'm just gonna walk around everywhere with that as my theme song. It is great walking music. Like everything you're doing seems really important. Like when you like, it's it's like I find like a Florence and the Machine, like Seven Devils. Like like listen to that when you're shopping. It's like the most beautiful, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. The Matrix thing where you kick in the door. Folding the laundry, da, 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 yeah. da, vacuuming. Da, da, da. This is the way I fold. <laughs> this is the way I vacuum. Make your life. Like, this is my religion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That makes everything so much cooler. Speaking of religions, our adventurers paid their respects to a giant uh, turtle goddess and came back to the surface through uh, the sort of. <laughs> ingenuity of two very unique characters called uh, Brick and Rickle. Um, they gave these guys some totes, really awesome, great uh, tips on how to like ride this really cool jet stream to like the surface. It's a little dangerous, but like uh, the players figured it out with like minimum difficulty. They didn't like really get pulled into the ocean or like smashed up against the cliff rock. So like it was pretty dope, yo. They got some really sick views from up there. It was really cray cray. And with that, our players managed to make it back safely from the Underdark and um, to the town of Port Argent. Now, as soon as you reach Port Argent, Sophias and Averin are called away to a very important emergency council meeting, leaving the four of you to your own devices. Now, I know there was some plans of uh, seeing uh, Sal and Salome after a short rest. Is that still the plan? I can, I can take him. I just hope that, uh, you know, Machete stays quiet during their council meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, no, I that's going to be. doesn't sh- stay quiet during their council meeting. <laughs> we should have thought of that before they walked away. Uh, oh, no, I oh, thought well. of it. I just, I just didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. How raucous is a council meeting? Um, And I do like lean in and I say, there's a non zero chance that the person we're trying to stop is on the council. Uh, I put the odds at about. Five out of seven. I thought we're trying to stop a giant lightning monster. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. But uh, the the whoever like is messing with the lightning monster and messing with the elementals and messing with the serpent that was way out there. Like, there's a person, and we haven't been able to figure out who it is, and it's probably one of them. Mm-hmm. But isn't April and Sophia on the council? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I got here, okay? And uh, yeah, because I guess we really haven't had a chance to catch up. But by the way, I've missed you guys. Oh man, have I missed you guys. Um, it is really good to see 
to you? I got here uh, and they were sort of on this council and I was like, so Averin, this is like a trick to enslave these people. And uh, it seems like, no, he's serious. He was trying to like put down roots and somebody, he suspected something was wrong. And so he called for help. Naturally, he called me. <laughs> Do not let him live down that in his darkest hour, he turned. And as we've been looking around, yeah, there's like, um, I know you guys will kind of like get your footing here, but there's some like a, like a wasteland area. There's like some like mud flats. There's some people out there. We we got to look into those people. Uh, apparently somebody's been coming from there in and out of town. We found some like muddy boot prints and stuff, but we didn't like spot the person. And yeah, somebody riled up the elementals in the mine, riled up the elemental in the water. That's the next thing we have to do. Kretzala, uh, presumably she's some sort of elemental power. And um, yeah, and uh, Salome, the goblin that I'm taking you guys to meet, her brother Sal is also on the council. Yeah. <gasps> Let me take one step further back than that, because this has been like an eventful few weeks. The first thing that happened was a silver shipment disappeared on its way to the next town. We found it. Somebody had stolen it, buried the silver, and paid off the guards to just basically hang out in the woods. They didn't hurt him, but they were like, just be gone because this silver not arriving is going to make something happen and you will know when it happens. That's why we think somebody's trying to like put all the regional towns at odds with each other. It's just chaos. They're just throwing chaos. And it's mm. probably one of those people. Yeah. How many people are on the council? Oh, you see, like he very much like starts counting on his fingers. He's like, okay, uh, there's Garish, who was a half elf. There's Godfrey that I think was his brother, I think. Uh, Chuxena is a half-orc. We super thought Chuxena was the bad guy. Like, we thought we'd figured it out. But then we met her wife, and her wife's really nice. And I don't know how anybody with a wife that nice can be bad, except we also know Averin, so perhaps my logic's flawed. There's uh, Sal, the goblin. Uh, and again, his sister Salome, I don't think she's actually on the council. I think she's just kind of like an elder states goblin. Uh, and then there's uh, Manfred, who also was... A oh, wait, Manfred's not on the council either, I don't think. Manfred was just another half-orc. Yeah. So Garish... Godfrey, Chuxena, Sal, Averin, Sophias. Oh, oh, see, Jasmine, did I forget anybody? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. Right. I did try. I do take notes, kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that's not very many people. Should should be easy to figure out who's who. You know, you would think that, but nothing's been easy since I got here, which is part of why I'm so happy to see you guys. But, but. Let's take you to this goblin, Salome. I'm pretty sure she's not bad, but honestly, you guys kind of tell me what you think. I'm just kind of wary of everything at this point. Just As you say this, um, the person who had greeted you, or the person you sought out more correctly when you entered town, the freckled uh, dwarf with the pigtails, or I guess the twin braids next to you, goes, I'm surprised you trust me. Well, but, you know, anybody you that has... very suspicious. I mean, you know, you you pulled me out of a uh, uh, out of a tree, and I don't forget that. And Bessie, there's Bessie one and Bessie two. Like, I mean, if Bessie one and Bessie two trust you, and they had very nice things to say about you, by the way, it's been good. You know, how how's your uncle? Is he? Last time we saw him, he seemed a little wound up at the mines. As angry and surly as ever. I mean, does it look like the silver flow is going to start again anytime soon? Can't say. Perhaps oh, this was mine. Is in very dire need of repairs. It almost uh, collapsed on us. Yeah, no, I remember. We were there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Huh. You said your name was uh, Millie, right? You're... Hey. So we're kind of new here, and we've 
shown up in a lot of different places. And I was just kind of wondering, is there anything we should know about like local customs or laws or things we should be really concerned about? History books. Gods, you probably don't want us worshiping. I can't believe you associate with the rest of him. Your friends, they're not like you at all, Freely. I mean, wait, hang on a second. Like by definition, you're insulting one of us. So is it (laughs) who? I would never. No, no, they're great. These are, these are heroes. Actually, like we did so, we went way beyond being heroes, honestly. But uh, now uh, they're they're back and they're gonna help us save the day. Like Averin summoned me here, I guess, really. Um, He seemed to be expecting me, although he was like kind of cagey on like the mechanism by which I arrived. Uh, I'm not sure. Wait, actually, or Kira, didn't he say he brought you guys here too? Uh, yeah, I, he sent me a message saying that he needed help with uh, Hero, the, the Sir Biswalot, but apparently Sophia said that taken care of, but that's that's how we ended up here. We had a whole big thing, and there was space, and Rend, and the Abyss, and it's a long story, but uh, yeah, that, that's why we came, because he said he, he needed some help. You know, that's that guy, man. Okay, like, we've had flesh-eating monsters, we've had bone-crushing monsters, We've had aquatic lightning monsters and he could have called you guys at any time and he didn't call until I cut an already clearly dead worm in half. That was that. Okay. That's that. I'm charting his moral compass here. Well, some of that is par for the course. (laughs) Wildlife here isn't very kind. Millie. Mm. Do you know where we can get some more of the, uh, uh, the aquatic weed without having to like go back and talk to, you know, that guy. Weed. No, no, no. This is like, it like really is like water weed. Like, 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 like seaweed. No, it like helps us breathe underwater. Like, wait, like, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and oh. that, that's how we, that's how we got under there the first time. But there's just this guy, his name is Tobias and he's a bard and oh. Oh, he's, he's the worst. But he was the only one that had it. No, no one can. Terrible, terrible music. Is there anywhere else? Because we need more. I would take it upon myself to break his loot or his hands. Wow. I mean, mean, can... You haven't heard him play. Terrible. Truly terrible. It's not okay uh, at all. No. The Um, efforts that Bard's put forth should be valued, though. That's that's quite a... Even when it's bad, it's... it's it's He calls it spoken word. No. It's not. Yeah, it's a, just awful. Not quite no, Alindra, it's just the worst. Like, you know how um, it, it sometimes like I, I, I used to be able to do it for whatever reason. I can't figure it out anymore. Where you just like say mean things and it just makes mm-hmm. a person's mind hurt. I do recall that. Yes. He does that. But just when he's just talking. I mean, that's a talent. I mean, Harold was able to do that a lot, and I was always really impressed. Hey, yeah, Harold. All right, yeah. Wait, where's Harold? Like, I don't even know where we are, so I don't know how to know where Harold is. Last we saw him, we were in the clouds, and he was missing a leg. He's back in water deep, and there's lobsters. Don't ask. Last time I saw him, he had, like, a giant arm leg foot thing. Is he, like, still rocking that, or is he, like, he got a leg leg again? Uh, He said he was okay. Yeah. Millie, sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm losing the point here. We're going to need more of the aquatic weed because we gotta, we gotta find Hank. We gotta get back out there and see what's up with this Kretzala oh, I'm thing. sure your friend Hank might have some leads on that. Oh, well, I he mean, lives I, in the water. Well, but yeah, but he doesn't need it though. But okay, all right, well, yeah, we'll save it. He may be a wee bit cross with you. 
you know, and now we got to tell him his girlfriend didn't come back. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And okay. letter, she promised she would. Well, you know, I read it. Some things you cannot promise. Okay. I opened and, it and I read it. But it, Millie. Sneakiest thing I've ever done. Well, but stop confessing to it, Millie. And I do sort of like elbow her a little bit. And I'm like, strange questions. Is it possible that this terrible bard is the cause of all of these issues? And also, has anyone looked into any sort of um, shape changers or, or creatures who would not be happy to have silver around? Shape changer? Hmm. Never heard of such a thing. But maybe Salome may no, know. Really was one for a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, you can you can ask Salome. I mean, she she is the smart one. No, you guys. She's you very wise. Yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna come with us, Millie, or do you gotta? If you want. Yeah, you know, we 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 can hang out. We can chat. Uh, Alindra, does a barren mother yes. as a creature mean anything to you? Not like you know a mother who just can't consider. <sighs> Millie, could you excuse us? I rebuttal. Yeah, we just need to um, um, yeah. I need to uh, yeah, really, talk, really. Talk, I talk. like it when the candle appears over your head like that. That's that's fun. Yeah, yeah. No, there's also that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Millie. We'll uh, we'll uh, I'll I'll take them over. We'll be good. Thank you. Thank you. Did we'll I say something wrong? No, no, not at all. I just realized there's um. Uh, I can just message freely. Private business. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I just I just look at her and I say, you can't confess what you don't know. And she like gets her two animals, takes them by the their leads and, and walks away. Kind of like still like giving like a cheeky nod as she goes. All right, Mitty. I like your hat. Thank you kindly. As soon as she is gone, and let me just make sure for, for my own edification DM, because again, I just have my notes all over the place, unfortunately. Bonnie is Chuxena's wife, correct? Yes. Okay. As we're walking like through the town, like when we get near their house, I just sort of like point at it and I say, okay, so I don't know if I have this right, you guys. So remember, there's a half-orc, Chuxena. We thought... Maybe she was the one kind of behind what was going on. Not, I mean, she seemed like she was okay, but she sort of fit the description of the person that we'd seen with, there was like, there was a person and they were robes and they're kind of coming in and out of the, my, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And then we Where met- Where did you get this description? Some people in a nearby town had seen her. Uh, and this is the person who stole the silver? We didn't see, yeah, 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 actually. The guards, uh, the guards described the person that paid them to just kind of like bury the silver and take off for a little while. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was wearing robes? Yes. Uh, in, in, okay, so it, it, it was, uh, it was a robed figure and it just like, it was covered in marsh mud. So we figured there's like, there's a place out there where there were some people that it, uh, in the past got sent away that are out there. Uh, we haven't gone to look for them yet, which we've been told. This is one of the things we're supposed to talk to Salome about is like, who's out there? So there was a creature and we did, uh, we did battle with it. And it, it was called, um, it was called uh, uh, Soweta was its name, but the creature was a barren mother. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, does it? Have I heard of that? Before? Um, give me a, give me a history check. Right, is it twenty-five? So this is a folk tale you've heard of. You never thought it was something that could actually be real, 
but this is a a very strange sometimes like a germanic in origin it's the idea that that resonates with you maybe not the barren mother in particular but the idea of some type of spirit or entity that um is unable to conceive children and therefore steals others children's or tries to claim them for her own they're sometimes depicted as evil creatures sometimes they're depicted as more uh, guardian-esque creatures in the case that freely is describing to you it's a large serpentine yeah serpentine creature that looked very dead uh almost like a skin was stretched taut over its bones that makes its nest in the home, or I, guess, I should say, brings back orphaned creatures to its nest. In this case, there was an axolotl that had died of of some natural causes, and she had taken it upon herself to like sort of take over the um, the care of these eggs. And so, although you don't know as much about the barren mother, you know that the idea of um, either a vengeful or protective spirit that is motherly in nature but can't have kids of its own is something that you've seen pervade multiple different forms of, of books and things like that. It also seems to tie to the Fae with their changelings claiming creatures of their own. So, Perhaps. so this, this sounds quite familiar. I did come across similar myths in, in a number of different places during my travels. Okay. This was real. We we saw it and and we fought it and you know we we did Myth our hero have, thing. Often have the basis in truth. So. Well, but we someone had like to protect others. Someone had like summoned it, right? Like we saw like signs of like ritual uh, carvings and things that like had brought it there, and it just occurred to me that Bonnie and I do like literally point at the house like I have no chill. Like I'm not standing at the front door like bah, but I am like Bonnie is a midwife. And I think she and Chuck Senna, who we suspect in any way, maybe were looking to conceive. And I saw Bonnie leaving Salome's house upset the other night. Maybe this is like some... I'm having a dumb moment where my one character is remembering things that my current character isn't. Honestly, as a Lauren, feel free to correct me because I could be saying this wrong, but this is Freely's recollection combined with my notes. I thought I remembered in that conversation that she said that they weren't interested in having kids, but... See, I thought she said she was. But either way, Freely could be super wrong about this. Okay. <laughs> However, he just does look, he's like, I don't know. We were already suspicious of her. And it's true, Bonnie seemed really nice, but there might be some mystical motherhood through line here Why that I'm not. Add something to this mix, uh, which is what the mother is a, an idea, a parentage. It also could be someone who is not a woman. That's true. Also, well, there's a lot of people in this town, and you got to figure there's a lot of people who are parents or want to be parents. So this that that could apply to a lot of people. Yeah. So, is there an orphanage? Is there? Yes. Perhaps uh, that would be a place to start. Well, hang on. Let's do talk to Salome because I'm jawjacking your ear off here. But uh, and I think she's got some information because you, Alindra, your brain works a lot different than mine. You might you're gonna know some things to ask I didn't even think of. But it's true. Mm. Also, it seemed like the the sea monster was the more immediate threat. And Penelope, have you ever heard of this weed that you're supposed to take to 
be able to breathe underwater. Maybe instead of talking to a horrible bard, you can help. Yeah, of course. I mean, it works both ways, but um, I think Alindra and I totally have you covered if you don't want to talk to this bard guy. Um, I, I don't. I don't recall quite how to access the weave in that way anymore. Oh, I did. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. do. It's more no, experience. That's, that's it's, it's, the... It was a ritual that I used to be able to cast, but it, it just, I can't quite recall the, the correct pattern. No, oh, that, that... I, yes, I am remembering it. I can I remember it. I remember it. Oh, so, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that happened yeah. to you guys too. It's like I got here and I was like the so tired. It's just like, so oh, yeah, it's just, I couldn't do what I used to. Like, I've gotten yeah, some of it we, back, but. We did go through this once or twice before when we were in the time machine, the yeah. time bubble, and then, we had some issues with that. I could understand everything, and now I can't. It's quite mm-hmm. aggravating. I'd have to find some information on that, perhaps. Well, Salome, uh, she's nice. She's a little prickly. Um, she's, uh, yeah. But, let's uh, go meet her. Let's do go, I know go. anything culturally about ways that I might warm her up? I think if Freely were to assist you and give you some tips, you might. Okay. Um, I, I would like to, because I am an anthropologist, be looking for anything that might be of cultural or historical significance in this town. Okay. Um, cultural norms, things like that, and keep notes on it so that I know how to properly behave and, and observe the etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. Well, total right. opposite. <laughs> um, uh, hey, hey, some of us are just born charismatic, okay? Um, I do tell her everything how she loved the flowers, about the mm-hmm. books, the science experiments, with Freely super didn't understand, but very much is like she was doing science. Um, she's uh, Salome was or uh-huh. Bonnie? Salome was. was. Yeah, Salome was. Bonnie, The if, if you do ask, it just looked like Bonnie. They just had a nice house. They had a garden. She had a cute dog. I even talked to the dog, and the dog seemed like it liked her. No, I didn't. I just avoided the dog. But I did sneak into their house. You let the and dog I didn't out. Anything. I did let the dog out. Now you know the answer to who let the dogs out. Also, yeah. that earworm. The answer is always freely. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Yeah, but Salome, she's very well-traveled. She is old. She was an adventurer and has retired. She really loves flowers. Uh, she does science. Uh, she's kind of prickly. She doesn't really like take much crap, but she will let you borrow books. But you got to bring them back. She sounds like my favorite person. Um, uh, so if she loves flowers, can we pick up some flowers maybe? Yeah, maybe, for sure. Maybe de-prickle her a little bit that mm-hmm. way. There is a florist you like to choose? in town. Oh, would you like to select the flowers? Yes, yes, I would. Thank you. Have an eye for such things. There's a very uh, small little shop. There's a... Uh, you know, it has a thatched roof. It's one of those that's kind of like a like a like a farmer's market stall. Like it's only open for a few hours every day. There's upside down lavender and things, bunches of herbs hanging from the ceiling. It smells really good. And uh, the young lady working there sells tea and flowers. Wow. That's lovely. Good morning. My name is Miranda. How can I help you today? I'm sorry. Our selection's a little thin. Oh, that's okay. I'm sure it's going to be perfect. Um, We need a bouquet. Ooh, a bouquet of what? Uh, See, a lot of our flowers were used in our newest, like, sort of uh, uh, the, the new ceremony we just did. The festival. Oh. um, How much would it cost to have one of every flower? One of every flower. Let's see. Uh, three gold. Penelope's just going to lean over. Yeah, Penelope leans over to Kira. Is that a lot? I have no idea. Okay. Give me a intelligence saving throw, Kira. Oh, (laughs) jeez. 
<laughs> sure. Okay, so I rolled really well. I rolled mm-hmm. a 15, so that's a 14. Okay, yeah. That is cheap. Dirt cheap. You know, I really don't know, but the last time I was in Waterdeep, the prices were way more than that, so I think you're actually getting a really good deal. Okay, that would be perfect then. We'll take that. All right, perfect. Like I said, I'm out of some lilies <laughs> and things like that, and she, like, bundles them all up. She takes some very simple, like, uh, tweed. Or is it tweed or twine? Twine. And uh, wraps it around a couple of times, tries to make a pretty bow, and hands the very large bundle to you <laughs> freely. Do you think I, you're going to go check it I'll out? I'll put a tensor floating disc right next to freely, just in case he gets tired. <laughs> Do you think you'll you'll check uh, the the display out? What display? Oh, it's over on the docks. <gasps> That's lovely. I would love to check it out. Yes. Yeah, we think we're going to keep it there for probably the next, I don't know, two days. We'll see how long the flowers keep. Akira, we have to go see the flowers. When she says that, you see Freely like looks at her and eyes kind of narrow. And he's Mm -hmm. like, why is this particular festival celebrated? Oh, we finally settled on a name for the boat. The boat? Yeah, what boat? The war boat. A war boat? Mm-hmm. The council finally took some of the complaints from Salome seriously, and apparently we're going to engage in some type of naval warfare. Anyways, uh-huh. I'm sorry, what? We've pulled an amazing boat out of storage. It's beautiful. Oh, it's why, why are they going to war? No, they probably want to fight Kretzala like we are supposed to. What's the name of the boat, by the way? Just, just for, just for me. Uh, I believe they settled on. Falva's breath. Falva's breath. breath was this mythical uh, crane. So um, that's what it's shaped as, with a with a deafening cry. I think there's some type of uh, some type of horn on board that they can blow. That's like very scary or something. But it's shaped its head, the prow. Well, you just have to go look. It's beautiful, and they even painted it to match. It's made out of the most lovely bleached birch wood and and it has these beautiful red and black <sighs> accents on it and feathers it's a beautiful boat yeah okay yeah no the town's going to war with a uh, unkillable sea serpent great cool, great great it's gonna be but on a pretty boat with pretty flowers beautiful crane shaped uh floral arrangement <gasps> you guys see like freely very much is like oh no <laughs> like he's like clearly downtrodden at, at this news i i kind of appreciate the fact that they made a war boat look really pretty <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean you I know, guess so, this town doesn't go to war a lot. <laughs> some of us can be both beautiful and lethal, but um I, you know, let's, true. Let's, no, let's all of you are beautiful and lethal. That's what I'm saying. No, like it's no, kinda no, it's kinda no. nice. Yeah. All of us or Kira, all of us are beautiful and lethal because Afrin's not here. Ah, uh, don't say that. Hey, listen, I'm assuming we're walking at this point. Uh yeah, if you want. unless there's anything else we wanted to do. Thank you so much for that. Curiosity. Do you know what Salome's favorite flower is? Actually, I think she likes these orchids. And she like pulls down and pulls out some like uh, what are they called? Stargazer. Mm-hmm. Stargazer lilies. Mm-hmm. That. There we go. She pulls out some stargazer lilies and says, "I believe these are the ones she usually goes in for." A few extra of those. Do you mind? Of course. And she grabs some of them and adds them to the arrangement. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As Thank we you. walk away. As we get out of your shot of anybody in town, or Kara will say, uh, primarily to Freely, but she'll say, 
So I was trying to ask Millie on the sly. I'm just going to ask you, hey, is uh, is there going to be a problem? Is there anything that we should watch out for? Like, you know, gods we shouldn't be praying to or else we're going to get in trouble and imprisoned and killed. Executed. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. There's none of that Rexentrum stuff. Oh, man. I mean, at least okay. like, I, don't, I mean, I don't think so. That was the time, wasn't it? Uh, I just yeah. wanted to make sure I wasn't going to walk in and then put everybody in danger again. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. I mean, not beyond like, you know, what we always do. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, there was an old religion. This was mostly abandoned. There's a place where you're not supposed to build a fire because it was against some religious law. Uh, oh. That did happen to us. Uh, and they kind of they did throw hands with us, actually. Uh, we killed a dude, but let two dudes go, and it seemed like I haven't heard any more of it, so I'm sure we will never again. Uh, but some some dude named Georgie's wife is apparently, um, we're supposed to keep an eye out for her. Uh, I looked around, couldn't find her, though, because I was at least going to offer my condolences, and, um, yeah, nothing of it. Warn me before we end up in a place where we're not supposed to build a fire. Well, you know, I feel like there should have been a sign or something. Like, they all were like, why didn't you know? And we were there like, was clearly no we're not from here. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. Like, I was the weird one. Yeah. They should think they would have an only you can prevent religious fires sign. Yeah. Or when it's forbidden. I mean, we were, you know, we were reasonable about, you know, we've all spent time outdoors. You know, but just when they saw the fire, they like freaked out. And uh, that was a. Uh, that was not too far from uh, a nearby town, uh, which was, uh, they called it a hedge, uh, but they had a different name for it. Um, he's like very much, uh, Kalaputar. Yes, mm -hmm. Blackstone. Uh, it was weird. The one town had three names. It was Kalaputar or uh, Blackstone, uh, mm -hmm. also Hinge, which... Um, Those are really extensive notes because Kalaputar means Blackstone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I listen, okay? But yeah, the nickname is Hen. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> so what, what's what's the, the actual name of the city? Galapater. Galapater. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it sounds 70,000 times better when she says it. Um, <laughs> and for the record, uh, the Freely would tell you this. He's like, yeah, so Daisy, the little girl that Avon made a warlock, which is a thing he did, lives there. He's putting another child through that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's her home. Uh, in fact, that's why we ended up there is because she was missing and we had to go look for her. And then that was how we ended up finding the barren mother. That was one of the first things we did. That was like a month ago. Like, my life is insane. Do you ever, guys ever just have to think that our lives are just insane? Yeah, we tried to take a vacation for a while and that didn't work out either. Just, well, we I didn't get ice get cream to, and milkshakes. Then. I didn't even get to yeah, go but then to the we plate were of the ice cream. <sighs> yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, Listen, boy, it was kind we, of fun for a while and... Penelope saw an, a really cool elk and there was like, it was really neat. And then we got attacked and just like, just like everything, you know? So, and then but, the Fire Nation attacked. Hey. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It melted this, uh, all the ice. What happened? No. <laughs> Salome's place is, uh, is in an inn. Uh, her brother Sal uh, owns it. Mm -hmm. uh, we were crashing here. Uh, I was crashing here and Callie was crashing here. I wish you guys Oh, this way where you fell? No, yeah, no, crash? I fell up by like no, I showed you guys when we were up on the cliff. I'm like over there in that radish patch. No, I was you, like way, way over you, there. You crash way too much. Yeah, you do I, a lot of crashing. I mean, I'd eat too much sugar, okay, but it keeps me like on edge. I need it. I can't be too You're relaxed. I'm like a coil stuff. spring, you know. Penelope, um, in fairness, we did just crash ourselves. So yeah, I, I wasn't gonna yeah. say that because you guys are my friends, and I wasn't just gonna bust you out like that. Mm -hmm. Listen, the the reason that you can is because we are friends, right? Yeah, that's like true. that's if friends can't tell each other about their crashing, then who can? It's true. But this place, you know, seemed nice. The, they have a kitchen. 
Uh, Sophia was cooking in there. I think she stole their heat stone, so don't mention that. If somebody says they don't, no longer have a heat stone, rooms, food, knowledgeable goblins. Hey, hey. Oh, things to have. Yeah. Yep. Head to the end. Slap I love in the flowers. that this is like the the recap episode. <laughs> That's fantastic. If anybody's like, on. yeah. Yes. If anybody's ever Silver like, how do I know what happens? Like his recap is so detailed. He's like, oh, this inn has a kitchen and it has rooms and it has like. <laughs> Here's this the is problem. the episode when it's like, I don't want to start at the beginning of Silver and Steel. Where can I like jump in? Episode twenty two. <laughs> really gives a a full recap it's great no here's the problem and this is true the way i keep my notes i keep the notable npcs in a place and then i keep like just names and things just at random as i'm going through it so even i have to be like there's a dude named jim that lives in a place called jimsburg and there was a monster (laughs) near jimsburg yeah i color code mine so i know where characters are places it's all just color coded we're all professionals folks that's amazing (laughs) professionals yeah. So but you I walk to the inn. It's cute. There's like a, a cute little awning with little lanterns hanging from it. It's quieter than usual. Uh, the owner of the inn, Salazar, uh, freely probably has already informed you, serves on the council. So he's not in today. When you come in, there's the same tired looking uh, halfling freely that you always see cleaning a glass, the same eternal glass cleaning. And kind of like, you know, kicking dust around and doing things like that when you walk in. How you doing, friend? And then I like immediately press to digitate the nearest thing he's cleaning just to like help him. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good. Thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, great. Uh, is the lady Pine in the a little house. something? Well, oh. Uh, Salome the whistle swap. Yeah. Uh, I think she's out at her workshop. Is that not here? No, no, she blows up too many things. So it's a couple blocks down outside the town gates. That's got a couple smart. of noise complaints. So had to. It's OK. They've got money. Salazar put up a couple grand for her to have her own space. So she owns uh, what used to be a farmstead uh, out past the edge of town. I did not know that, friend, or I would not have brought us all here here oh i'm sorry uh, i figured y'all knew uh, now we know okay well can you give us directions and we'll, we'll go talk to her yeah are those flowers for her yeah oh wow that's amazing yeah uh she's been hard at work ever since y'all left uh said you gave her a big project and she was itching to get started on it yeah yeah no i think i know what that big project is mm-hmm. uh actually hang on she just, was working just... on something upstairs but after it misfired a couple times and almost brought down the roof, uh, Salazar insisted she move it to her garage. Ah, hold on just one second, you guys. Uh, Alindra, is the tensor's floating disc still there? Sure. I, I do put the flowers down and I just run upstairs and check my room. I mean, Freely doesn't have much in terms of possessions. In fact, he literally mm. fell out of the sky with what he had. But still, at least whatever is mine, if it's in there. Yeah. I just like... when, you, when you open the door, you're met with the smell of smoke. And you notice that one of the walls uh, has blackened from like uh, fire damage. And it is the wall that is adjacent to uh, Salome's lab. Can I see into her lab? Yes, you can. So, like I said, so some of the, there's like some deterioration, some of the insulation has fallen out. Um, there's some supporting beams still standing, and there's blackened charred wood. And a giant chunk of the wall is indeed missing. If you put your eye up to it and look inside, you do see a lot of her gizmos and gadgets clicking 
a lot of them have been pushed to the side and there is a large table in the middle with a lot of um a lot of sheets of paper and uh i guess plans around it uh you think you surmise that something maybe at one point sat in the middle of it but it has since been removed Man, I wish Sophia's was here. She understands this stuff. Okay. Um, I, I, I do come I back. I understand some of it. Well, actually, I do. I know Alindra's smart. I uh, I just kind of come back to the railing and I just hit Alindra with message. I'm like, there's a hole in the wall. You might get like a little peek on what she's working on. Um, and then actually, I just say, actually, actually you guys. probably do better than that. I do kind of just say out loud. I'm like, wait, you guys, like, uh, come on up. We'll just like. Take a load off, you know, shake the rocks out of your boots. Um, I do have clairvoyance, so I could I could give it a, a once over. I don't have any boots. Actually, or Kira, that you notice the bartender is looking at you kind of like awestruck. So although he continues cleaning the glass, he's also just like, when you say that, I don't have any boots. He's just like, <gasps> yeah, because, you know, that not many people make for the giant. Dragonborn feet. Hi. Did you have any questions? I get this a lot. Are you no? Are you a okay. vegetarian? No. Oh. Am I supposed to be? I was hoping you'd be. Why? Do you 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 do you eat people? No, of course not. Why would I eat people? Cause you're a, a dragon. No, no, I'm not. I'm I'm a dragonborn. I just have extra bits. Is it weird for you to be here? You know, I've been traveling around so much and I'm just kind of used to it. So I'm used to being weird everywhere. Oh, well, I just wonder if it's like offensive because like our town walls are made out of giant dragon bones. I just kind of. Uh, no, I'm because I'm not a dragon. I'm just. I kinda but like, you're and at this point, he's like his fingers like an inch away from your face. But you're like, that's that's a lot. That's. Do you not have Dragonborn in this plane of existence? I mean, maybe somewhere. I haven't been throughout the whole plane of existence, but we don't have them here. Okay, yeah. But no, I'm not a dragon. I'm what really... comes out of there? He, like, points at your nostrils. <laughs> like, what, uh, like, acid comes out of there? No, uh, air, snot, and fire sometimes. Fire comes out of there? Yeah. Oh, wow, I thought acid would maybe come out of there, out of here. No, I I know a couple that yeah, that's that's a different kind of dragonborn, but no. I can I, so you, I, lots you of fire. It could. No. Nope. That's no. I, I had some I knew some I'm people gonna, who could. Yeah. I'd like to talking. hit or Kira with a message and say, yeah. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, no, I get this all the time. I can keep this guy distracted while you don't do whatever you need to do. And I will just stand there answering. Yeah. Right. Like Orkira is kind of used to this. And yeah. if it what means is, that what do you what does that do? And he points at your tail. So it's kind of a rudder when I fly and I step on it a lot. Uh it gets burnt a lot, especially when I'm uh trying can you, to can you he like hands you a flag. Can you hold this with it? No, 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 it's not that it's not that kind Why of Why not? No. Uh, Why well, can't you do it? Because it didn't grow that way. I mean, I didn't really have a choice when it grew. It just kind of happened. And then, you know, I can kind of swim with it. Could you like try? (laughs) And and she'll try back upstairs. (laughs) I would just say I do hit Penelope with message and I say, she's got him distracted. Come see something neat. Penelope is sitting on the disc with the flowers and she's picking bugs off of her cloak and putting them in the flowers. This makes it better. This makes it better. 
And so she's completely distracted. She's not coming up. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are because the disc has to stay within a certain number of feet. Okay, of so she's sitting so. on it. This makes it better. And the disc is just slowly floating. <laughs> floating up the stairs. <laughs> the camera is behind the guy I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, just, just watches Penelope floats by. Yeah. <laughs> As you up float up, you hear a, a flagon crash against the ground and break. And you hear a voice say, well, maybe if we tried something lighter. I mean, I'll try. Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll continue to distract this gentleman. Mm-hmm. You are now all in, in Freely's uh, pretty nice accommodations. There's a cozy bed. It has four posters. Uh, there's lots of uh, furs and, and things like that spread on the on the bread on the bed in addition to, uh, you know, your typical textile blankets and things like that. And um, there's a big, beautiful uh, stained leather, almost like carpet that sits across like a or sits underneath the trunk that sits at the foot of his bed. Uh, Freely, your belongings are undisturbed, but you also see where there's like a a blast where the uh, adjacent wall, the wall uh, adjacent to. Salome's lab has been um, something happened there. Glad I was not in this room, but when Alindra comes in, I just like point at it. I'm like, that's her lab in there. I would, eh, I'd like the record to show I was not planning on breaking in. Really, she broke into my room from a certain point of view. And so then I just kind of like took a look and I thought maybe you'd like to too. Is there a main entrance to that lab that would be easier? Yeah. Yeah, there's a door that right at the landing uh, where the stairs come up that uh, goes in. Do you think we should go through the main door? Well, I mean, well, but then we're like, you know, breaking into our lab. You know, here I'm just like, like looking through an anomalous hole in the wall. All right. Then I suppose I can look through it with clairvoyance. Okay. I suppose I'm going to need to rest soon. I'm quite tired. We've been traveling quite a bit recently. So I will cast clairvoyance and Mm -hmm. put that to the other side of the wall. Okay. Kind of trying to see the the place best where where I could see the the notes. Okay. The books and notes. The notes on that center table. Mm -hmm. All right. So what is it? What does your clairvoyance look like when you cast it? It's invisible. Ah. It's an invisible sensor. So uh, unless somebody has true sight, in which case they see a, a small orb that floats. Okay. So you cast it and uh, your vision kind of extends over into the lab. You see a lot of uh, whirring trinkets and and baubles and things like that, perpetual motion machines and things Mm -hmm. like that, sitting uh, against uh, a lot of cubbies and desks that, as described earlier, this place is a mess. When Freely mentioned to you that uh, Salome might be in need of someone to help her arrange her library. You can see now exactly why she has a lot of stuff. A kitschy grandma in every sense of the word. There's a gaudy floral paper on the walls, but there's also very large uh, chalkboards and other boards that have a, num- a number of pictures on them and then red string tying different things together. You also see a very large uh, sort of... Um, drawing or or illustration of of this uh sea dragon that freely has described to you kind of in in very vague terms you see a lot of uh taxidermied creatures that that some look familiar to you some not so much um there's dead flowers in a vase right by the door and like i said there's a lot of these little trinkets and bits and baubles and in uh, these cubbies and there's books everywhere on every surface, some of them have pages even loose, kind of drifting out of the side of them. 
Everything is covered in a fine layer of dust. And on this table, you see a variety of very large, uh, what looks to you to be blueprints. To figure out what they are, give me a, let's see, give me an arcana check. 17 on the die, so it's a 27. Mm -hmm. Looking at it, um, it looks to you to be some sort of power source. It looks like uh, almost like a combustion engine that runs on a fuel you're not completely familiar with. It looks like uh, based off of some of the numbers and stuff that Salome has scribbled down that she's trying to figure out how to contain the energy from something. It's a it's a very large energy source. And based off of the size of this blank spot in the middle of this um, table and based off of uh, the size of the hole in the wall, it's about the size of a very large exercise ball. <laughs> the sources? Uh, yeah, her and th- this like engine sort of thing that she's working on. Okay. Happy fun ball. Yeah. All right. So uh, she's trying to contain it. Are there any notes about? I'll relay this to everyone. And it's not fire. It's not electricity. Lightning. It's not anything I've seen before. Right. I, I've never seen anything um, like this. No. And and you notice from her notes that she is still experimenting with her fuel source as well. And it seems to be like some type of blend a bioorganic blend that she's working on. And with with a 27, you'll, you'll figure this out too, that when it burns, it burns explosively. And so she's trying to figure out how to harness that into something useful. Okay. And from her gotcha. plans, you can, you can gather that she's somewhat close, but unfortunately she miscalculated and thus an explosion. Can I tell what it's trying to power? Yeah, let's see. Give me a perception check. 16. You do notice some plans for some type of vehicle uh, far off on her desk. Does it look like a boat? No, it doesn't look boat-like at all to you. Huh. Interesting. Um, is there anything else that I should be looking for? Should do I, do you something ask specific? Freely? Yeah, I'm asking this to, to Freely and, oh, I guess, or Kira's still downstairs. Penelope's distracted by bugs and flowers. You hear uh, downstairs like, wait, so heat this up. Wait, no. Wait, no, this thing. Can you set this on fire? I mean, I can set anything on fire that you want, but but do you want it on fire? (laughs) I would just say to uh, Alindra, no, I just, I figured if you looked around her lab, maybe you'd see something. I mean, I I think she's working on some kinds of like weapons for us to go and fight, to go and go and- She has some sort of power source that would explode. Quite unstable. We should probably get out there and talk to her. But honestly, I'm just glad that you didn't look around in there and find some, like, you know, plans for hideous machinations. Like, you know how, like, bad guys, like, leave on their table things like, you know, oh, tomorrow morning, like, kill all humans. You know, like, yeah. So it, it's, it's, uh, at least it seems like things are what they appear to be, at least with her. So that's, uh, that in and of itself is a relief. Fair enough. Is there any common theme to the books that she has around? Um, yes. You notice a lot of them are based on, um, lore myth and legend mostly from this, this i like her. uh she's very interested in um in uh i guess i guess like archaeology things like that and ascertaining like if, if there was the um, <laughs> this world's equivalent of a yeti hunter she would be that is what you gather Cryptids. yeah yeah she's very much uh into the the collection and study of strange specimens especially like animals that now, now actually, since you asked this question, you notice a lot of her taxidermy is creatures that 
have like two heads or two tails or uh, strange little uh, little quirks like that. And and a lot of her study revolves around um, extinct species and, like I said, mythological species. Okay. It's like in this world, what even counts as mythological? You know what I mean? There's like, there's not any two-headed org- ogres. It's like, mm, there are though. Like, no. And then like right. unicorns are a thing. Like that's, I don't, you know. All right. So that's interesting. Based on myth and legend. Is there a particular myth or legend that they seem to be open to or looking at? One is this giant lightning serpent is something that you okay. notice she's been. Does it have any information in there? Uh, the information she has is actually information that Freely has as well. She she has been tracking like uh oh my gosh where did I there's a poem somewhere I don't think I have it anymore she's been tracking through um oral like the oral histories of uh, local people and believes in the in the return of the serpent every so many years she's been having trouble convincing the local council that the threat is real and that this is something that they have to pay attention to because it's been so long since they've been attacked by any type of sea creatures that they don't believe that they think she's kind of a crazy old lady. But from Freely's accounts of everything, Freely and, and the party believes 100% that there is a giant serpent coming. It does seem that that's something potentially confirmed. So I think we should continue exploring that. She is outside of town, correct? Should we go to her? Yeah, yeah. And let's probably not mention that we nosed around her lab. Mm-hmm. No. Come back out, and then I make a she I make a point. Books out, and books that are out are meant to be read. Books of knowledge. No, so. no but they're out in a room. That, no, the door is closed, though, Alindra. That's that's, that's not that's door. not that's not there's how that works. Wall, so, no, no, no. I'm with you on the hole in the wall, but I mean, like, you know, it's just like, ugh. yeah. And the like, information when we, should be shared. When we come out of the room, I just like make a very point point of very loudly being like, "Oh, Alindra, thank you, man. You're getting boots on halfling feet. Ah, whew. it's tough. Thank you for your help." Do you take a short rest here before you leave? If we can. That would be great, yeah. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. mended the cup that I've failed to grab with my tail, and I'm still downstairs answering questions for the guy. Uh, I'm probably pointing burn marks and being like, and that was uh, th- that was a dragon. That That's where oh, I got wow. that. That was an actual dragon. Wait, yeah. so you fight other dragons? Not all of them, but yeah, when they decide that they want to turn me into flambe or my friends, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's not like against your people? I'm not a dragon. Yeah. I'm not a dragon. Right. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I just like, Sorry. yeah, that's just, just okay. some, it's a long story, but no, I'm not. Yeah. 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 Like I've, I've seen, I'm, I've seen, I have a distant, my second cousin twice removed. Her husband is, uh, is one of those, uh, those devil people so and yeah that's a long rest. yeah tiffle yeah is that what they call them here i don't i i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> because i, I mean every, it's, everywhere it's, i go they call me something uh, different yeah a tiffin it's yeah no that's it tiffin yeah T- oh tiffany oh you know it's um i, I know tiffany the tiefling yeah I, yeah water yeah. yeah something like that yeah the t- yeah, really and nice. the the the, yeah, bigger horns than mine. Yeah, blah, absolutely. Blah. Yeah, I've so I've seen that. And then I'll hear freely and like, say, "Is that like that?" And he points at you. Is that is that like? No, that's something. Are you completely... related? <laughs> Not that I know of. No. No. Okay. No. I, I mean, just thought just maybe. We... Just thought because because we look alike. You you both have tails, and 
oh. need to get out in the world some and meet some new people, yeah. friend. Yeah, now now oh. it's weird. You can't you can't offend people I, like oh, that. Hey, just thanks, you know, oh, horns and a yeah. tail that you must be related. Like, no, they don't know each other either. I, I, hashtag, yeah. I just yeah. Oh, like we gosh. didn't know each other. Not all halflings, right? Come on, man. I mean, I know a lot of halflings though. But, but you didn't know. You know all. Come on, man. Come on. You make us look bad. You make no. Hang on. You know how this is. When one halfling's in a room and that halfling's out of pocket, then all the other halflings look bad because of it. Okay. Like. Yeah. You like. I I should keep my hands in my pocket. I didn't know that offended your people. He says (laughs) to Karen. I'm sorry. I'll. You're you're fine. I would tell you if it. uh, It's fine. It's fine. Really, you're back. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Find anything? Do we need to? What do we got to do? No, we just like relax for a minute, and then uh, it's time for us to go. Okay. We're gonna go go talk to Salome. All right. D- hey, let okay. me know if you need anything else set on fire. That I'm always happy to. Yeah, do. and and if you guys need a meal while you rest, let me know. If you need, uh, do your people drink our people's meads? Oh wow! What do you mean your people? Oh, the because the. <laughs> Fire, is the fire gonna them. set it on fire if it's high? If it's I mean, high only alcohol? if I only if I wanted to. Usually, I just do that with what whiskey. What happens but if, if you, you sneeze? Well, it's whoosh. We, we all will we all die if you. Is that happens. This person is a human or is a, a half like half Yeah. This town is very sheltered. Yeah. The fireball. <laughs> this individual, the especially yeah. so. You notice mm-hmm. Millie wasn't quite wasn't quite as bad. Listen, when you sneeze, do you lose everything that's inside of your head? He might. <laughs> because if I'm good and I sneeze, I don't set things on fire. Penelope, you want to grab a drink before we leave? He's been telling me about the mead here. Apparently, there's a lot of really good mead. We have, huck- we have Huckleberry. We have over mm. we have over 28 different uh, libations. That's what we call drinks on tap. And... Penelope, is there a sharp uptick in the number of bugs on these flowers? <laughs> you noticed. Well, I was oh, go did pick- you pick up a golden one? No, not yet. I'm still looking. Okay. We'll keep looking. So drink and then uh, off to go see, what was her name again? Uh, Sally. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We just- we'll, we'll, we'll raise the cup. Hey, because you know what? You guys are back. I've missed you. I love you. We have one minute of sanity, which I'm sure will not last. So we perhaps should uh, raise a cup while we can and then back to it. So four meads, all right? Yeah, this season's honey was amazing. So the mead turned out really good. We've added our own huckleberry twist on it. It's got a really nice kind of effervescent and slightly fruity flavor. It is very sweet, though. So... You know, sometimes people like to cut it with some fire whiskey. All right. Well, you have y'all have enjoy that. You notice he like kind of stands across the bar from Arkira and just like stares at her while she drinks. <laughs> Is he expecting me to like set th- something on fire? Is he like, can I read him he enough just to wants see what to he- see how you drink it? OK, but he's not like, can I read if he's waiting for me to set the drink on fire a little bit he wants to see if it catches fire when you drink it okay do i think that will make him happy yeah he's very awestruck with you yeah you think he he would make him happy because now he could tell everybody about the time he (laughs) met a dragon i will intentionally take it and i'll look over penelope and just kind of roll my eyes and then set it on fire and drink it (laughs) wow that is wow Penelope yeah. also looks at her drink and looks at Orkira, thinking that she was, and she just goes. <laughs> <laughs> when 
she spits on it, I press to digitate it to not light her drink on fire. Like it worked. <laughs> Whoa. How'd you do that? Wow. So that's okay. That's is that from being around? Is that like are you gonna turn into that? Oh man, I hope so. Oh, I Oh, that's oh. cool. So if I hang out, will that happen? Did you used to be, this explains so much. That's why you're like us. You're used to be a halfling and then that happened. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. That is that's, interesting. Cause wait, were you a halfling? Cause I know no, you're a half dragon, wait. but we didn't establish what the other half was. But like, look, have you been so, like a halfling this entire yeah, time? <laughs> the cute girl with the moss cape, she could do it. I bet you that's the first symptom. And then it's, she's going to turn. And then Wait, maybe because no. I've had exposure, maybe I'll do that. And then I and he starts spitting his drink. Which which deals with a lot of like anthropology and cultural relativism and like how to interact with people. Mm -hmm. And be like, I think this would be a very valuable read for you. And I'm oh wow, okay. Enjoy it. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, I'm not much I'm not one for reading, but I'll give it a read. I get a lot of spare I'm, time I'm, here. I'm, I gather that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta say and though, can, as a bartender, you, actual you know, I got a lot of people skills. I spend my whole day talking to people. I don't get and a now lot of tips, though. Or Kara looks completely mm -hmm. confused and upset by all of this. She's going to be like, all right, can we go now? Yeah, please. Okay, well, let's go. Right before we leave, when we, uh, he didn't pour a drink for himself, did he? Um, he did just to spit in it to see if it caught fire. <laughs> right before we leave, like without turning back, I pressed to digitate to set his drink on fire too, right before we go. Like, Whoa, oh, it's already taking root. I thought, oh, I thought maybe no. it took a while is what you hear as he le as you leave. Oh, no. And then you hear him be like, I got to tell Gary about this one. Oh, man, he's not going to believe it. I wonder if he's if I spit on him, if he can do it, too. I'm going to go spit on Gary. My work here is done. <laughs> in the, in you the know, direction of Salome's lab. I'm sorry. Ben yep. Penelope, I thought you were the one that was doing all the tricks, but apparently Freely is, too. Yeah, he's the tricky one. Okay. As you want, oh, yes. I was gonna be like, we, we collectively are tricky. That's all. <laughs> you make your way uneventfully to the edge of town. Uh, you go to the northern gate this time. The eastern gate goes to Daisy's house. The western gate goes to the mine. This time you go through the northern gate because that's the shortest way to get to Salome's lab. You see very far in the distance what used to be an old farmstead. Um, there's a very small, cozy cottage and a large barn. And uh, there's a, a large field surrounding it. As you approach, you notice that there is large scorch marks in this field and large craters and things like that. And there's actually some uh, very experimental siege weaponry parked out front. There's two large dogs. They come up to you. They're, they're, very, they're very big. They're very shaggy. They're very like kind of matted and kind of wild. Uh, they don't attack you. They pant and, and kind of like bork a little bit as you approach. For the halflings, they're like twice your size. Are these are like gnomish war. Are these are like gnomish riding dog size. Basically, yeah. Or, yeah. or like goblin goblin riding dogs, rather. Yeah, um, I'm totally picturing Irish wolfhounds. Yep. Yes. I, uh, yes. Roughly. Yeah. I do. I press the digitate them both so that they like not gross anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And then I very much am immediately into the, oh, 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 hey, you big old boy. Hey, you big old, mm-hmm. <laughs> you big old mm-hmm. scratchy boy. Yeah. When he, oh, you know these dogs? When he licks no. you, it, one tongue sweep gets your whole face. It's just such a large, happy boy. <laughs> I'll press the digitate it later. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ride him to the to the barn? Oh, if he'll let me, it's super well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you oh my god, on. I heard about these. Oh, whoa. Penelope, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Their dog's I'm right behind you, I'm right behind you, I'm right behind you. Penelope hops on the other one. I very um, much draw my new meteor sword and point it so it's like gleaming in the sun. And I'm like, forward. <laughs> dog. Alindra and I are watching them trot away. And I turn to her and I go, so when do we get giant dogs to ride? No, soon, hopefully. All right, I'll keep my eyes out. We'll walk. You both have a very good way with animals. You don't have a hard time uh, controlling them. They take you to where you see some smoke rising out of uh, the side of like this uh, ventilation window at the top of the barn. You hear commotion coming from inside. Like upset? I'm going to get to meet Salome. I'm so excited. Like upset commotion or like busy commotion? Mm, A bit of both. I just say, uh, uh, we probably should do this sneaky just in case. If she's working on explosives, we don't want to scare her. (laughs) um (laughs) you want to tell him or should i (laughs) (laughs) wait well first off sneak also if we sneak and then we come out of sneaking are we gonna surprise her should we just knock yes i think we should let her know that we're here right when she says we should let her know that we're here i cast thaumaturgy so my voice is three times louder and i go salome we're here to visit you hear the banging and the clanging and the yelling stop. And then you see uh, on the far side. So I guess like not on the long side, but on the shorter side of the barn, a door very slowly, a very large barn door, very slowly crawl, like creaks its way open. And you see her a very uh, wrinkled old little goblin head pops out of the side. And she says, freely. Yes. I... Oh, come in, come in. I've been waiting for you. I've got things to show you. And you notice now as she hobbles out, she is hobbles out on crutches. Oh, like, well, uh, well, let me introduce my friend. I got Penelope, the sweetest, fiercest halfling around. Uh, even nice more than to me. meet you. How are you, dear? Or- Brought you some flowers. Yes. Oh, these are lovely. You'll have to hold on to them for me now, dear. Or okay. Kira, the strongest and wisest of all dragonborn. Oh, and- wow. Been a while since I've seen one of those. How are you, honey? Uh, I'm doing okay. I hope you're okay. Oh, and I blasted myself halfway to hell and back, darling. Alindra, the smartest and most powerful of all Elvin Swasra. Hello, I'm Alindra. Beautiful. the most powerful. Hello, nice to meet you. I think that was Salome's wife. It is now. I think it is now. I've never met it's Salome. It's been like 15 so, yeah. episodes. So yeah, it yeah, it has. It's been a while. <laughs> Sal- Salome, how, how hurt are you? What happened? Oh, I kind of banged up my leg when the engine exploded. Oh, do you want me to take a look? I can see if I can heal it. I think if you can. Yeah, sure. And she takes her leg and kind of like juts it out at you. I will. Would you like a medicine check? I can just cast a cure wounds. What would you like in order to determine mm-hmm. what's gone wrong? Um, Give me a medicine check. Sure. That's a 17. She has shrapnel in her leg. Ooh. And that's why it's not healing right. You notice that, like, a lot of the skin has healed pretty well. Oh, as you give a closer examination, the bones are are not sitting right. 
Hey, Freely, is there some place we can go inside with your friend? And I, I can fix this, but you're going to want to sit down. I don't have time for that right now. We got to finish this amazing engine. You guys got to see it. And she like oh, points to inside the barn. Well, why don't we go inside the barn and you can talk and distract yourself from the thing I'm going to have to do to fix this. What are you going to do? She uh, like points her crutch at you. There's a bunch of shrapnel in your leg. I got to remove it and then I can heal you. Again? Ah! And she like have we done this before? I thought this her was barn. the first time we met. Well, uh, okay. maybe not with you. Another engine, another piece of shrapnel. One of these days, these things are going to kill me. And she like pushes the barn door fully open. And now you see it. It is. There's a lot of metal. There's a lot of bronze staring at you. There is a large, almost circular contraption that has four large crab-like legs underneath it. It's suspended on hooks from the ceiling of the barn. And there is a uh, almost like a, a trolley thing that you can see that she's been using to get underneath it and out of it. And it looks like it could fit you if you were a little bit smaller. Um, First of all, I love it. Second of all, what is it? Well, that's what's going to take you underground. Underground or underwater? Underwater. Yeah, you were underground. No, both are equally probable, honestly. I mean, They're it like, is uh, land capable as well as water capable. The problem has been powering it. It's heavy. Is that, uh, would I be able to help with that? Well, maybe I've been working on the engine, but we've we've got other problems right now. Uh, the engine's almost done, but uh, I think my old rivals are on my back. Really, you know what? I just realized this is Salazar's voice. God damn it! <laughs> it's not not Salome's. She did sound like a grumpy old lady. Yeah, like they, mm-hmm. they weren't so different. So yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know what? She's in, she's been inhaling a lot of smoke. Yeah, it's I've got a I've got a really rough throat right now, especially from that <laughs> explosion. Yeah, it got some shrapnel in, in here as well. She's yeah, a little verklempt. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It happens. Mm. Get some spielkes in her connecting zoic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna like quietly to Penelope and uh, Alindra say, "Can you keep her distracted and talking, and I'll work on her leg because she's gonna need it." And distraction. You're very good at distraction, Penelope. I trust you. And yeah, well, we'll I'll do what I got to do on her leg mm-hmm. off screen. Okay. Are you going to try to like draw the shrapnel out? Yeah, I got I, I've actually done something like this before where I've had to use my claws as basically tweezers and do some slicing and dicing and mm-hmm. I'm pulling shrapnel out. And then as so soon- you'll have to remove a particularly large piece from her knee and you'll have to reset it. Yeah. And I'll I'll drop a cure wounds as soon as I'm sure I've got all the shrapnel out and everything's good to go. But yeah. OK, but I'll um, do that while she's talking with them as a way of like keeping her mind off of what's probably going to be unpleasant. I can also theoretically mage hand too. Like if it's like a problem. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I I do just kind of like when I see what Alindra's or what Orkira is about to do, like moving in on her leg, I do kind Mm -hmm. of like, kind of get in between her where I like literally almost like hold her face, looking at mine. And I'm like, like me. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, yeah this sit is her down on fun. one of her work stools and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, anyways, I think I've got the perfect fuel. It's basically uh, the, the submarine version of a cow patty. Uh, I've managed to get it to burn pretty clean, which is nice because you don't want to be inhaling that when you're under there. You got limited air supply. And as you're talking, you start to draw the shrapnel. Give me a, a sleight of hand check or care. Ooh. Are you really building a poop marine for us? <laughs> well, uh, uh, manure, I guess the cow patties have been used as clean energy for a while. Oh, there's nothing clean about that energy. Mm-hmm. 
I got a 16. <laughs> 16. You pull out. Do you pull out? Do you go for the main piece first? That large piece that's in her kneecap? Yeah, probably first thing because, yeah. Okay. You pull it out successfully. Minimal damage. However, it does hurt because you don't pull it out that cleanly. <laughs> Actually, roll the full six on that. You take six bludgeoning damages. She smacks you almost uh, reactively with her crutch and goes, Ow! Well, what are you doing? Uh, yep, yep, nope. Hey, you've got very good reactions in that leg. That's good, that's good. You haven't lost any nerve damage. Hold still. Almost done, almost done. That hurts. Alindra, Alindra, ask her questions. I'm trying not to hit you, but I'm, I can't help it. I yeah, just no. want to punch you in the you, face right now. What are I'm, you doing? I'm I'm fixing the leg. Talk to Alindra, talk to Alindra. And I'm going to go for whatever is left. <laughs> And as soon as like she's starting to engage with Alindra, I'll go again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were you saying your rivals were after you? Oh, see, that's the other problem. I've got these rivals from this old town I used to be in. uh, Mizna and Nazrik, they're twins, just like me and Salazar. Terrible people. And they got wind of my giant machine because the explosion. I think some... what was that name? Huh? Mizrak, their name? Mizna and Nazrik. Mizna and Nazrik. Yeah, these two good for nothings from out of town. I got word, or wind rather, that they're coming. I saw their stupid flying contraption. They have a flying contraption? A flying? Well, not anymore. <laughs> but they're on their way here. I could just tell. That won't keep them down for long. Anyway. Why we... are they after you? My inventions. Look at this beauty. And God knows it's, they it's probably stunning. want Absolutely. too. Would too. Tell us a bit more about this. Yet it's the, the aquatic equivalent of a cow pipe. What, what creature does it come from? Well, it comes from this uh, very strange creature that like buries a trench through the wall, through the the, the, the seabed, but it leaves behind these great big nuggets of uh, biomaterial that burn really clean. Just imagine a bottom feeder taking all this uh, algae and nastiness off of the ocean floor and then turning it into this. Uh, this gold, green gold. When we were on the bottom of the ocean, did I notice trenches or anything that looked like, now that she, now that she said it, did I notice mm-hmm. like trenches having been dug through? Yes. Mm. There are parts okay. of the seabed that sit a lot deeper. Huh. All right. All right. So uh, aquatic cow pies. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, these rivals. Um, but it's got to be stabilized. You got to introduce uh, a lot of different chemicals to make it not burn with a big boom, you know? She says this to Alindra. Well, but if mm, we're if very we're hard, bo- it's taken me uh, several weeks to figure out an engine that can make use of it to, to run this thing so out. heavy. Uh, for the most part, this is like a couple of things I got to adjust. Uh, my my calculations are over there. And she points to like a, uh, I'd a like to rack with like where there's like a, a bunch of that. test tubes. And um, yeah, I'll go take a look and see what I can what I can absorb from it. Um, Perfect. And as I'm talking, I want to see if I can steer the conversation to children at some point. Okay. Just yeah. subtly. Not not anything overt. Just a little bit of, tell me about your, your, did, you, did you grow up here? And what was your, your life like? And did well, you I didn't a, really a grow up here. Children? But, uh, my work hasn't left much time for children, to be honest. Mm. Daisy's, I guess, kind of like a niece to me, though. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. I look one out just, for her. One just quick thing with Freely having no concept of what Alindra's doing. Mm-hmm. These rivals of yours, do you want us to, like, you know, deal with them? Or, and I do pop my sword up, shing, mm-hmm. deal with them. 
Well, dealing with them would be ideal. They're probably they're probably on their way here, and uh, they're probably going to take the engine or the fuel or both. They're just going to steal from you? I say as I'm pulling the last bits of shrapnel out. Ow! And she smacks you again with her hand, this time instead of her cane. What are you doing? Stop that! You're going to maim me. I got to walk on this leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to walk on his leg in just a moment. I like the reactions. That's really good. Am I at the point where I can uh, do a cure wounds and it'll heal up? Awesome. I will drop a a cure wounds. I'll do it at second level because I've maimed her leg. (laughs) So she's going to get 19 health back. 19. Perfect. So as you as the flesh mends back together. She uh, says, oh, th- thank you, honey. And she like throws the crutches at you and she starts walking yeah. around. And you notice like she still has like a little bit of a hobble, but she's she's moving around crutch free now. And she comes over to where you're um, standing at the chemistry station. And she's like, we're probably gonna have to destroy all this. They can't have my research. And she starts pulling out like a canister of gasoline. No, 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 no. Please. It's fine. I can check it for you. But they're, they're gonna, they can't have my research. No, I won't let them have your research. I so we're gonna kill him not hopefully not perfect she throws the you notice now she throws the can of gasoline down and starts hobbling her way over to like where she's got a couple of crossbows hanging on the wall and she takes i'll gather up her notes and put them in my bag where's my Uh, flamethrower i know i have one here somewhere hang on on. wait 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 sally sally Penelope, Uh, she's got a flamethrower i like her a lot (laughs) give her the flowers again give her the flowers again (laughs) Sally, you've got to guard the engines. You got to stay here with the dogs, guard everything, and we'll go take a look and see if we can find these them. dogs are useless. They're not going to hurt anybody. First of all, first of all, they can hear you when you say things like that. Okay, and no, and if nothing else, they they're a good warning system. And you see, pudding come bounding over, and then she like points it at you freely, and she says, "Sick pudding, sick." And you see, pudding the kind of like. <laughs> come over and like pant and like do the thing where it goes in a circle and like waits for you to pet him. Useless. I'm telling you, there is still the heart of a wolf beating in that shaggy chest. When you need him, pudding will rise to the occasion. I promise you. And if not, she's got a flamethrower. Exactly. That's going to be much better than pudding or pops over there. I'm I'm motioned towards uh, Orkira and I'm like having ready access to a flamethrower has proven indispensable. That is true. Speaking of indispensable, Orkira. Oh, that's very nice. You can fly. Maybe I, like take like a bird's eye view and see if uh, you spot anybody creeping up on us. Okay, but I'll be very obvious. So, well, if they start shooting, you start shooting back, and then we'll like do what we do. And I'd like my eyes like glow a little bit, <laughs> like with my Eldritch blast. Okay. All right. Sure. I will hand the crutches off to Penelope. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> you're right there. Here. Uh, she gave these to me here. Uh, take this. And I will go outside and pop into the air and mm-hmm. take a take a flight around looking for people. You said this is a farmstead, so it's got to be fairly yeah. open land. So I should be yeah. able to see anyone. Okay. Did, did we get a description of these two? Twins. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know they're twins. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Sure. Well, she's, I do look at Penelope and I'm like, where did you see a cake? centipede big enough to know how to wild shape into that i'm very small yeah yeah yeah. everything's big everything's big to me i got a 16 okay so you do see a little bit of smoke off in the distance um you see some sort of contraption uh was like 
basically uh, crash landed there. It's it's completely obliterated to pieces now. You see one person pulling themselves from the wreckage and another person like pulling them out and being like, come on, hurry up. We got to go. Do they look okay? For the most part, yeah. Okay. They look a little rough around the edges, but... And it's just the two of them? That you see, yes. I'm going to fly on over. Okay. Hi, you two okay? Whoa, what the heck is that? I, I'm an Arkira. Hi. Can I help you? No, you cannot. We got a job to do. Oh, what job are you doing? Boss man's up ahead. We got to go catch up with him. Sorry, we'll check out you later, toots. Toots? What, what's a toots? <laughs> they don't answer. They continue like, you know, the, the dude finishes pulling his bag from the from the wreckage, straps it on his back and follows the other one. Are we sure the town isn't called microaggressions? <laughs> do I do I see the boss that they're going after? Um, no. OK, what 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 boss? What who are you looking for? I maybe I saw them on the way in. Uh, long black hair. Could you be more specific than that? Pale skin, dressed right. in purple, very flashy. You'd know if you saw him. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be attracted to the purple. And no, I didn't see anyone like that. Mm-mm. All right. No, I didn't. I didn't see anybody. I, I had a nice view. That's how I saw all of you. What are you up to? And as as you're having this conversation with these two, the other the barn door on the other side comes crashing open and almost like, you know, there's like a cloud that comes billowing in of like glittery purple and a voice comes carried in on it. And uh, as it as it does, you hear the words freely and, and Alindra and, and Penelope because you're inside the barn and you see you see Salome like roll her eyes and be like, oh, not this. And you see you hear like almost like a music play. And then you hear like a very silky voice be like, oh, Sally, you thought you could get away from us. You have I, something that belongs to us. I don't know who this is, but I like the cut of the jib. And then almost like a flash, boosh, with a with another a secondary pink puff of smoke, they appear. Two individuals, they look half elven to you. Long black hair. One has it like uh, in a very long braid over their shoulder. The other one has it kind of like uh, pulled into a very high bun with like um, a tie, like a red tie around the middle. And they're both wearing purple almost looks like leather jumpsuits or something similar to that. And you see it. They have almost identical faces. They look to be about 50 to you, 50 years of age and like our human years, you know. And Sal- Salome is just like, oh, not this. No, no, no. And uh, one of them strikes a pose and she goes, give us the engine or your life. And it's where you see Sally kind of like, pull up her her gigantic uh, flamethrower <laughs> and roll for initiative. <laughs> oh, dear. I think I thought that the two that we were looking for were the two that I... Oh, Orkira has made a, a great They mistake. have an entourage. Yeah. Unfortunately, your perception didn't catch them. That's okay. That's all do, right. Do you want these just in chat or would you like us to rattle them off? Um, rattling them off would be ideal. Okay. Orkira got a 13. Okay. Perfect. And then no, got a nine. Ten. A nine. Perfect. Ten. Ten. Awesome. Twenty-one. <laughs> Twenty-one. Perfect. Got a roll for Salome. 
I'm suddenly smelling like out a, of five. I'm, I'm suddenly smelling a lot of smoke and we're in fire country. So if I turn and run out of here, like all of a sudden I'll be like, what is that? It's yeah, either obviously somebody burns some somebody burns some popcorn or imminent death. So but those are the kind of the two brackets. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's a wide range. It's a super <laughs> wide range. <laughs> all right, Freely, you go first. What do you do? When she says, uh, give us the give us the engine or your life. Is there any indicator that like she's like starting to cast a spell, reaching for a weapon, or is she sort of like just like posing still and saying it? She's posing like as she does. She's like, like, you know, kind of you from from your knowledge of arcane spells. This isn't like somatic casting so much as it's her like flare. Mm -hmm. And you notice now that the purple smoke is scented. That smells vaguely like cotton candy. See, the challenge I have here is like I have a weakness for Zaz. Like, I mean, I appreciate the presentation here, you know? I would like to. Oh, oh I'm out of all my spells. We haven't rested. Ah. Yeah, no, you did. got a short rest. Oh. Back yeah, at the end. That, that short doesn't help. Uh, short's not enough. Mm. Yeah, short doesn't help some of us. Yes. Short doesn't help. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll make it work. Right. No, we're, we're, no we're, we're, we're going with this here. I would like to hold my attack. Mm -hmm. but I pull out my new sword and pop the other sword out. And I just say, this is not a defenseless goblin here. This is not going to be as easy as you think. And only if they like make a move towards her, will I hit them. Mm -hmm. But otherwise it's like, shing, <laughs> like hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She kind of like pauses and she's like, well, then maybe it won't come to that. And you hear like her brother say, yes, Get the engine. He like snaps and you see another thug come around the corner. He goes for the engine, which is on your, which is I'd on, like I guess, like your left. I'd like that dude up. If he goes for the engine, I'd, okay. I'd light him up. All right. What do you light him up with? <laughs> uh, I'll green flame blade him since I said okay. I held. I'll just uh, single attack. So, but I'll green flame blade him with my meteor sword. Okay. Spicy. My spicy sword is 23 enough to hit him. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you never know. He might be like, no. And I'm like, I've reevaluated my position on the matter. I would like to talk. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to smite him because uh kind of got one of those now. Uh, but I do. hit. Uh, you know what? Uh, well, I can't. No, I can't nonviolent hit him with the green flame blade. So now I'm going to I'm going to light him up. Uh, not 15 points of damage. But pending how close he is, the green flame blade will make a second second enemy uh, erupt into flames too. I'll let you decide if he's close enough for the other one to get burned. Let's see. It would probably be enough for, I think, like the brother to get burned, Nazrik. You see now there's like a very flourishy N embroidered on his on his breast piece for his like a leather jumpsuit. So it's 15 to the guy um, I've attacked and the flames would leap over and do six points of fire. Green flames would leap over okay. and do six points of fire damage. All right, perfect. And that's it for me. All right, it is the guy you attacked turn. Uh, he uses his entire movement to try to get to the table with the engine on it. But just by looking at it, you could tell this is like very big, very heavy. It is, however, like on uh, the same trolley that it was transported here on. And you see him begin to try to move it. Then you see, uh, you see Nazrik, you know, this green flame like kind of bursts against him and he goes, Oh, how gauche. And as he does this, he pulls from his uh, from his like back pocket. And this is when you notice he is wearing um, purple leather booty shorts over like 
over almost like dancer tights. And he has, why can't uh, we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> and he has silver boots that come up to his knees. Being attacked and by he... go-go dancers. What? <laughs> what is going on? So remember when I said I switched sides for Miss Piggy? Um, mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, I'm on the presentation here. It's like, come on. Yeah, full yeah, marks sure. for presentation, 100%. <laughs> he pulls out a uh, a very uh, large, elegant, um, almost like a, a silver rod. And um, as he does, he like strikes one pose and then another and points it at you and you hear a crackling and as it goes off go ahead and the wave of thunderous force sweeps out he casts thunder wave so make a constitution saving throw including salome so that's going to be uh alindra penelope and freely what, what type of saving throw constitution oh constitution hey, hey. hey. very nice we haven't said what happens with the natural 20 this time for people that may not know. Oh, yes. Every single time myself or one of the cast members rolls a natural 20, somebody in the audience wins a legendary bundle from D&D Beyond. Normally, I do a really good job of saying that before the show, but we got distracted by Muppets and Sesame Street. Now Hashtag including Icewind Dale. Yeah. Which came out today. Their first. It's, really, it's really cool. It's really it's cool. cool and cool. <laughs> That's a big old 15 on my save. Okay. Hi, DK, if that's enough. Wait, where is it? I'm like, how dare you make me raise swords against someone so glorious, though? I have a DC of 15. Hey. Also, you super watched Lovecraft Country this week, didn't you? Oh, it's so good. Um, What did you roll, Penelope? 18. 18. Okay, so everybody makes it, including Salome, who rolled even with her negative one, uh, an 18. Nice. All right, so... Yeah, or Kira, that's some good healing there. <laughs> so because it was a successful save, you do not get pushed back 15 feet, or 10 feet, sorry. You feel the thunder wave kind of like push against you and you brace yourselves and probably against each other a little bit since you're all standing near this chemistry table. Some of the the glass tubes and, and contraptions beneath you get pushed over and knocked over and fall and explode. Um, a very strange smell kind of wafts up to your nostrils as some of these implements are broken. You hear Salome kind of expl- exclaim like angrily. And then you take, you'll take half damage because you all saved. So five damage each. Woo-hoo. All right. And after that, you see uh, another thug come running in through the door and also ready to like pull, help pull this cart. He uses his full movement to get to the cart. Orkira, it's your turn. You see the two thugs near you kind of light up as they're like, oh, looks like it started. So I'd flown in to chat with them and I'd been within like 30 feet. I hadn't gotten Mm -hmm. right next to them or landed. Um, Yeah hearing the thunder wave go off because it's loud yeah it's loud (laughs) look at these two yeah they look at you they're like looks like everything started are you sure you really want to be involved with this well i mean we did take the jaw we kind of have to i know but hey i'm a giant dragon here to protect the the thing uh roll intimidation (laughs) (laughs) she might be May I argue that she is trying to persuade them, not not intimidate them. She's trying to give them an out. Like, um, hey, oh, we had a we had a like she's not trying to okay, intimidate them. Okay, she's trying yeah. to say, like, hey, All right. we ran into a dragon and here's an excuse. Okay. <laughs> Roll persuasion. <laughs> sure. 
my persuasion is slightly better. I only rolled a 13. Oh, well, I'm not sure we can call in sick to work over a dragon. What do you think? <laughs> and you hear the other one be like, no, I'm pretty sure. Do you want to go with us? We can I just have walk over together. Yeah, but then we're just going to have to fight over there. Oh, you're going to fight us? Well, I'm supposed to protect the uh, Salome and my friends are in there. So oh. like, there's a whole crew of people in there. So if you're not distracted by giant dragon, and if it looks like they're not being persuaded by me, mm-hmm. there's a rumble in my chest as I fly 15 feet closer and smoke will start to curl and fire. And I will, I will give them another second, but I will get ready to breathe. So <laughs> now roll for intimidation. Okay. She wasn't trying to intimidate, but we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this. It's 14. They draw their swords. They like loose them. I will breathe on them then. Okay. So I need them to make dexterity saving throws. DC 13. They will take half damage even if they succeed. Okay. So I got an 11. That's a fail. And a 17. All right. So the failure will take seven fire damage. Okay. The uh, success will take half. Okay. We'll breathe on the two of them. Perfect. And and then how far away am I from the building? You flew. So you're you're a bit of a ways away. Okay. Um, It would probably take you your whole movement to get there. Okay. But it would probably take them maybe a movement or two? Yes. Easily. Yeah. I'm going to turn and be like... You can still decide to leave. And I will fly (laughs) towards the building to go. I will go towards the side that was opened up by the thugs. Perfect. As you do this, it is Mizna's turn. She pulls out a giant silver warhammer from her back and uh, flies up. She flies up um, 10 feet and lands on top of the giant uh, sort of like contraption you all have and as she does she swings down on who is standing nearest to it uh were any of you standing particularly close to it i mean i went after the dude who was trying to get to it so you tell me really yeah (laughs) all right she brings the warhammer down with a like you know very uh extra brandish and you notice now she's wearing uh, a mini skirt with lace-up boots and like I said, a high neck. It's like a like a high neck collar on her on her jumpsuit. And I, I got a twenty one. So, I love them both so much. How many other how many other hostiles do I do I see in the area? There's uh, two sort of grunts that she has with her, and then her and her brother. So right now, her her one grunt has acted. The brother is acted. She is acting, and one grunt has done nothing so far. The other grunt had to use their whole moment to get in, or their sorry, their whole movement to get in and get to that that weird uh, trolley that the engine is on. Okay, I'm actually going to take this hit then. Okay. I mean, it's enough to hit me. It was whether or not I was going to put my shield up. That's the thing I was debating. Yeah. yeah. She brings it down with both hands and does seven bludgeoning damage. Ow! As the hammer comes down <laughs> on your head. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> And then Penelope, it is your turn. You see Freely's <laughs> Freely kind of say that as the hammer comes down uh, squarely on his head. Oops. Uh, okay. Uh, Penelope's going to run and she's going to run underneath the contraption, this, mm-hmm. this hanging engine. And she's just going to say, I must protect it, right? I must protect it. And she casts Warding Wind. Ooh, okay. 
So basically a uh, 10 foot radius, so 20 feet around, um, 20 feet wide, uh, wind starts to blow around, remain like I'm centered and it basically mm-hmm. creates like a force field kind of, um, okay. it's going to deafen creatures in its area. It's going to extinguish, extinguish any flames. It, um, becomes difficult terrain for any creatures other than me and, uh, attack rolls on ranged weapons have disadvantage. Very nice. So oh, that's cool. as the wind kicks up, you notice like the two people that are holding onto the trolley kind of like are like, oh, gosh. And and you can't even hear each other over the sounds of like, you know, the wind blowing. You now notice that like there was a small fire starting to pop up in the corner where all those chemicals fell over and it immediately beca- gets extinguished as the winds kind of like, you know, kick up. Alindra, what do you do? I would like to, there was one that has been hit pretty hard. I would like to use a mind spike. Okay, on perfect. That. On one of the thugs on the trolley. Uh, yeah, the one that was hit. I, I thought it was the brother who got hit. Um, The brother got the backlash. Got, the, got a little bit of the green flame damage, but the. He's, he's been damaged, yeah, correct? A bit. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that, that works okay. for me. Um, So I am going to uh go ahead and I, I will cast my mind into his uh he must make a wisdom saving throw but i have foreseen this moment so he will fail okay perfect and then i will know his location until the spell ends as well and then it is he's going to take some damage okay perfect oh yeah oh yeah 11 8 and 12 very nice 31 points of damage oh yeah you see him like you are into his head you see him like grab his head there's like a there's like a splitting pain that soars through him almost like a migraine as he goes oh and you hear um Mizna say uh what is wrong you know and she like almost looks concerned and her she's like momentarily distracted as this happens Salome takes advantage of the distraction and uh grabs a nearby like flask of something off the table oh god this could be bad She almost maniacally is like, get off my ship and throws it. <laughs> Yahasi, the flask goes flying and breaks at uh, at, at uh, Mizna's feet. Um, and as it does, like this thick bubbling foam kind of like comes up and hardens almost immediately around her feet, <laughs> locking her in place. And then you see uh, <laughs> Sal maybe like, take that. And this is she is going to use her other action, because it's like a random fling, to smack her with the the business end of her flamethrower. Wait, by business end, do you mean set her on fire, or she physically hits her with the flamethrower? Well, she's not the butt. Yeah, she's going to okay. hit her with the flamethrower, because right. she doesn't want to ignite it with all this wind. Uh, got I got it. a nat 20. Hey. Yay! Hey. That hey. Oh, Salome! Right. It's Great. to get off, it's get, off my, get off my ship. Yeah. Get off my ship, but but let me whack you first. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so much damage. <laughs> good, good. Get him, Salome. Yes. You see, it's almost like somebody chastising a dog. Like there's you, and you, at this point, you actually know freely. You would notice it. There's mm-hmm. almost like a bit of camaraderie between them. Like mm-hmm. they've known each other for a while, mm-hmm. and you feel like maybe Salome isn't using her full force. But you also see her take the big golden, she's got this big like gold colored flamethrower that has like all these knobs and tubes and and bits and bobs on it. And she does take it both hands overhead and be like, get off my, get out of my lab. 
get off of my ship. Get away from my engine. And she like brings it down on her twice, like smacking her for a good amount of damage. You see her go, ow, ow, Salome, stop it. <laughs> and then it is the two thugs outside turn. And they are going to attack Orkira. Though she should have some distance on them, right? She moved. I yes. would probably have, because I'd moved 15 feet. She moved 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards <laughs> them in order to be within breathing distance. I have a flight speed of 50. So I would have moved 35 away. Yeah. And so you're just within crossbow range. That's fair. And I don't got any more warding flares left. So bring them I on. I don't think a 12 hits. 12 does not hit. Uh, I don't think a 13 hits either. No. Neither Both of the crossbow bolts go flying wide. <laughs> And then freely, it is your turn again. I, I say something nasty to them in Draconic. <laughs> uh, between the brother and the sister, who looks hurt worse? The brother. I just look at him and I say, Salome, if I kill this dude, Rakira can probably bring him back. So is that okay? <laughs> I, oh, I, oh, I, you notice like now she's like kind of torn, like no. seeing him clutching his head. I get it. Um, I come in with both swords, but just non-lethal. I'm like, I'm just okay. like smacking him with the flat of both of both Perfect. swords. 18 and 16. All right. Those both hit. Okay. Um, let me take my smite dice out of the pool. <laughs> oh. So I guess I won't do it. <laughs> uh, although I do hit him pretty hard. 16 uh, non-lethal on one. Mm-hmm. That is that is enough. Okay. Just the first one's enough. He goes yeah. out like a light. Oh. Yeah, his, actually, his head is already like pounding from the mind spike. Then actually when I pop him and he drops, instead mm-hmm. of hitting him with the second one, I just put my sword at his throat and I look at his sister and I just say, stop now. Okay. As you say that, she's just like, fine, let him go. And she like tries to get the foam off her feet and she calls off the thugs. Stop it. Clearly, we've been beaten. I don't even know where those other two imbeciles are. <laughs> you hear flapping from outside. Yeah. I just, As I'm like, comes well, lands. they're probably dragon food by now. I try and say that before mm-hmm. she arrives. Yeah. <sighs> Never go with the cheapest help you can hire. And Salome is just like, serves you right. I do look at Alindra and I look down at this dude. I'm like, you really work this guy. <laughs> just making trouble. And they make it double. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and I lied. It was kid? a toll the dead, not a not a a mind spike on right. him. Same yeah. damage was toll the dead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if they have a cat, I'm leaving with the cat. If Meowth is here, I'm telling you, like <laughs> this, like I'm starting at a spinoff. Is all I'm saying. I actually don't take the sword away from his neck, but I do kind of like I, I keep I have the sword at his neck is the one out of my hand, but I do mm-hmm. sheath the meteor sword, so I just kind of stand there, like basically enforcing some honesty here. While, All right. Uh, yeah. Penelope Bye. drops her warding wind, and she's mm-hmm. did we win? Did we win already? No, you did it. You did it. Woo! I would I would chest bump, but I can't move. I'm like high five. High five. High, high five. Yeah. Oh. Hi. There's two more outside. Oh, did we win? <laughs> Yes, yes, you've won. We get it. And she like cracks the the foam around her feet. And she's like, what is this? And Sal, uh, you hear Salome go like, uh, fire retardant foam, you dumb harpy. Like she like, you know, grabs her crutch again, starts hobbling around. You're not dead yet. No, but I wish you were. Hey, hey, no, no asking for death when, you know, you don't have to. Well, you don't know her. Well, you don't know her. 
Okay, 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 we can all be friends here. Okay, I have to ask a very important question, okay? Um, so think about it. If we let you go, are you just going to come back and try this again when we're not here? Well, not right away. <sighs> and not for the engine. Oh. Although we did really want the engine. We know when we're defeated. And she kind of like walks over. She hops down and walks over to her brother. And kind of is like, oh, what did you do with him? Mm, he kind of got it inside and out. Follow up question. And I, I do like when she gets close, I do kind of like back away a little so she can tend to him. Mm -hmm. And I say, actually, believe it or not, I'm going to use my last spell slot to uh, healing word him. <laughs> it's just okay. enough for him. to Actually, no, I won't. I'll lay on hands him. I will give him one hit point. Okay. I just say like, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He, he I, comes to. And I do I just say, how did you guys even know about the engine? We have our ways and our informants. D d hey, Freely, you want me to figure? This, no, I like the you, sword leaps into flames again. Green flame blade. <laughs> okay, okay. No need for such brutality. And as she says this, you know, on the ground, Nazareth gets up and he's like, well, you know, when we're beaten, someone from your town told us about the explosion at the inn. So we knew Sally was up to something. We always have people looking out for her. And you see like, you know, all of them like kind of exchange like a, like a triangle of like venomous glances with each other. <laughs> and what were you going to do with this? Well, we didn't really have a plan. Obviously, we were going to build our own war machine. Because clearly that's what this is. <laughs> Ours would have more cannons and it would be purple and it would play music. I mean, Actually, I do like the purple pants. When she says that, I do, I do look at Sally and I'm like, can ours be purple and play music? <laughs> oh, I hate that. No, it can't be purple. No, purple oh. is not the color. It's a, it's a bronze aesthetic. What do you? No, no, no that's, that doesn't no, even make every, sense. Why would it be purple? No, everybody knows bronze is the most beautiful of all colors. Yes, that is true. Um, wait, hang on. Time out. Maybe, maybe we can cooperate, and by your powers combined, you can make a bigger, better war machine. That's what I was going to say. Sell. I would you, rather you I, I would I would rather eat a piece of glass and pass it slowly through my bowels. I would rather I would rather jump into a live volcano. I would rather chop off my own foot and serve Were it to my brother. As a, I would rather jump into the ocean naked in the middle of winter, see with with cinder blocks tied to my feet and live at the bottom. I would rat okay, that's really hard. I'd lean over to Penelope and I'm like, are they gonna like make out? <laughs> I got no words. <laughs> and as they argue with each other about what they would rather do than work together, that is where we will call today's session. <laughs> <laughs> now cat. Now kiss. Yes. <laughs> now go off and yeah, be happy yeah, together. Now yeah, yep. I yep. can do anything. The most dysfunctional relationship ever. Although the purple pants, I mean, no. that's amazing. No, you described them way too fabulous for me to hurt them. I was they like, are oh. very fabulous. <laughs> like, the yeah, three uh, of you know, Orkira's underclothes are all dark, like deep royal purple. So she's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's true. How yeah. did it become common knowledge that Orkira's under things? I mean, we, <laughs> because she slept in a bag for six years in without pajamas. Yeah, uh, she has basically her armor and her underclothes because everything has to be made custom because her body is weird. And yeah, so when she takes off her armor, all she has is a shorts and a pair of, uh, and a t-shirt that are 
deep deep purple for reasons but yeah awesome. so she's awesome. looking yeah. at these pants like oh i should have gotten oh purple pants hey yeah. i gotta tell don't harold kink, about this don't, don't kink shame why we know you know I mean, i'm not kink shaming <laughs> i think that's awesome no i mean she's kink shaming us collectively that's what i'm saying like you know, we, we've been through things <laughs> uh, really did you want purple pants yeah okay all right. Although, it, it, should we, we should all get purple pants like these people. It was do. less kink shaming and more wondering if you didn't look away, you know, and give her the courtesy when she changes. No, no. no. We, we've lived together for way too long for that to yes. be a problem. You, you, you definitely get to creep shame. No, that would be that would be acceptable. Although it freely did hear Alindra say you could do it with prestidigitation, and that's literally never occurred to him. So you may never see him in the same color clothes again, ever. Like never see the same mm -hmm. color twice. <laughs> yeah. Can I go through a mauve stage next? And that's it. Oh, mauve. The <laughs> possibilities with prestidigitation are endless, as we've mm -hmm. seen. It might be the best spell. That yeah. and thaumaturgy are two, two of my favorites. There's a reason why he's got both. Yeah. <laughs> All right, B. Dave, who are you? Where can people find you? What are you working on? B. Dave Walters, say words about things. I'm everywhere doing everything. Um, we're working on a project uh, with Jasmine called uh, Into the Motherlands that is going to be based on a system called uh, the Cortex system, which is brought to you by D&D &D Beyond. So, hey, uh, announcement went out on Monday. You'll be able to hear more about that soon. Uh, doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, Pirates of Leviathan launches tomorrow. D&D uh, &D celebration doing... Um, uh, Dark and Wish on Friday at 2 Pacific, the DMs panel Saturday at 11, and uh, doing the Realmsmith game Sunday at 11. So I will be all over the place. Don't even try and keep track of me. Just follow me on Twitter at BDaveWalters, and I'll just tell you where I am at the time. Amazing. Jen? I am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on Twitter as DreamWisp. You can find me here as DreamWisp Jen. I am uh, the creator of the Tabletop Accessibility Guide. And um, I will be at Celebration Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific. We're going to do a, a, an inclusive design panel. By the end of it, you will be able to have a mini dungeon of your very own. And that's where I am right now. <laughs> very nice. Lauren? Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the community manager for D&D Beyond. You can find me wherever D&D Beyond is sold. I will also be at the D&D celebration this weekend. I will be on a panel that is helmed by the amazing Critical Bard. We're doing a all bard panel at 3 p.m. Pacific. So join us then and, you know, watch watch everybody else's panels and come hang out on D&D Beyond because it's fun. Very nice. Hope. I am Hope Lavelle. I'll keep this short and sweet, just like me. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle, and I will be supporting and watching all the D&D &D celebration stuff, and it'll be amazing. Very nice. Uh, and as always, I'm Jasmine, that bronze girl, Bueller. Uh, I host a daily uh, talk show on Twitch at that bronze girl. Uh, I tweet funny things from time to time. Yeah, I'm going to be writing uh, the first adventure for Into the Motherlands RPG. So uh, if you like my adventures, uh, check that out. And I am doing a new uh, science fiction show with some of my very good friends, Jesse McAdam and Alex Ward. You might be familiar with them, uh, as well as some of their friends. And um, that's uh, called Eclipse. And super excited to bring that to her channel. So if you like sci-fi horror, the opposite of this show, <laughs> check it out. That's us. I hope you all uh, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye. Silver and Steel features Jasmine Bular as Dungeon Master, with players B. Dave Walters, Megan Kenrick, Jen Kretschmer, Hope Lavelle, Todd Kenrick, and Lauren Urban. This podcast is pulled from our live stream, which airs on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash dndbeyond. 
Our live stream producer is William Box. Our podcast producer is Lauren Urban. And this show is created in association with D&D Beyond. Find out more at dndbeyond.com.